Jesse Rabordi of Falling Up is here for a talk. Man, good to have you on The Antidote, Jesse. Oh, thanks for having me. Well, we were talking a little bit before the interview started. I said, I never thought this day would come. After a dozen years plus, I guess, Falling <laughs> Up is closing up as a band. How tough was it for you guys to make that decision? Um, I, I don't think it was as tough as... Um as I thought it was going to be. It, the band, in a way, felt like it has been over for a while just because we've really only been a studio band, you know, for like the past four or five years. I mean, we had shows here and there, but, you know, no touring and nothing like it used to be. So, you know, Jeremy was in, uh, lives in Texas. So between just all of that, it really wasn't much of the band how it used to be. And so when we decided to kind of just have this as the last album, I felt like I was ready. And I don't know what the guys felt like, because um, we didn't really like talk about it together. And it was more of my decision at the end of the day, because um, I was working the most on stuff. And so we just kind of felt like, well, however long I felt like keeping this band going. Um, and so it just kind of came to a point where I was I felt done musically with it. And um, I was ready to just wrap it up. But like I said before, that it, it hasn't really sunk in yet because we're still, you know, working on a few things here and there and kind of some loose ends and stuff as far as albums were done, but just kind of wrapping it up until the end of the year. Um, so it's not quite done yet, but I think it will start to sink in here in a little bit as far as being over. <laughs> <laughs> well, you spoke about the band being basically a studio band. What are mm. the negatives with that? Um, you know... I just think not being able to really play the music live in that setting and share it with people. When we were touring a lot, I was really excited to not be touring because I liked it for like the first year and then it just sort of got old after a while. Mm -hmm. But I still enjoyed playing shows and I, I enjoyed sharing music with people. I just didn't like the touring aspect of it. So it was kind of like, I wish that I you know could have my cake and eat it too. It, it was like... <laughs> It was kind of an impossible scenario. But uh, when we decided to just sort of lay off touring and just concentrate on recording, it was awesome for a while. But then, you know, it's just like the last couple records not really being able to express it in a show setting because it, it's a lot different. There's a dynamic and you can tell parts of the story. You can, you know, show things musically that you didn't do in the recording sessions um, just because when you're playing them live, you have to kind of make up certain parts that are different to kind of compensate for the fact that you're not in the studio and this and that. So it, it's like telling a different story live. And, and so I think that that's what um, began to kind of wear on me when it, when it came to just having a band. And, and I wanted to sort of be back in that position of uh, feeling like I was sharing music with people. But it, it was unfortunate with falling up because we couldn't really do that as the band anymore, you know, because it just wasn't going to work with the group. And, you know, to, to kind of get back up on our feet with that part of the band would have just been, you know, pretty tough. So, you know, when I was preparing for this interview, I was thinking you guys have to be the toughest band to talk about falling up <laughs> because you've created so much music. <laughs> yeah. You know, really, what, like a dozen albums? Yeah, yeah. But have you ever found that you've had a time where your creativity just dried up? Yeah, yeah, you know, it, well, every record I felt like it was my last, or before I've written it, I've been like, I don't know if I can write a record, I don't know if I have the songs in me. Um, 
And so I think there was only one time where I really felt like I had an excess of material. And that was around Fang's era, because I was just branching out with my writing. Like I was learning different parts of my writing. And so I felt like just this excess was coming. Um, But pretty much before every record, including this one, I'm like, oh, no, I, I don't know if I have any more in me. There's a certain like soundscape guidelines that I try to stay in with falling up, even though a lot of people might think, well, you guys are pretty like vast when it comes to how different you sounded back in the day to now how you are. And um, and I, I agree with that. We have evolved, but I still feel like there is um, boundaries with it. Like, you know, most of the time there has to be guitars. It can't be country. It can't be bluegrass. It can't be, you know, too much folk or whatever. It, it's it got to stay within kind of this rock genre. Um, and because of that, you know, it's sort of hindered creative process of things. And then also with falling up, it's just how I started out. Like I always loved minor chords. C sharp minor is my favorite chord. And the idea of bringing those minor chords into songs, I pretty much every single song that falling up has at least like the majority of the chords are minor and it has that, you know, darker feel to it. Um, And so I felt like this late in the game, I can't just write like these really poppy, happy songs because it just doesn't feel right to me. So that's kind of where also the creativity felt pretty dry there's only so many sad things that I can write without them just sounding the same. So, you know, I felt, especially with this last album, that at the beginning of it, like I was out of ideas for our style. I just couldn't think of them. Um, but as it seems the situation has always happened, miraculously, after like a couple weeks of just like hitting my head against a wall, <laughs> I, for some reason, end up with a bunch of songs. And I'm like, what the heck? You were talking about that certain falling up sound, which is obviously is very clear when you hear the music. Right. But you're right, because I think you were always surprising people because each of the albums really had a different flavor. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, out of those releases, were there certain songs that really meant a lot to you? Um, yeah, you know, I think that starting even just from the very beginning... Um, usually only a couple songs that I kind of held a little bit closer... I think that they were a sound that I had in my head and with falling up, I always had this like feeling of a sound I wanted to do. And I don't think that I ever got there with the band. I I don't think that I ever achieved it, but I think the songs that got closest to it were the ones that I was always really excited about. So pretty much on every album, um, there were like one or two tracks that I held above the others. And when we did Captiva, I had like pretty much, a record full of songs that were getting pretty close to that feeling that I wanted to do. But um, what happened was, you know, we had a little bit of some differences with the label when they heard the demos that I had done um, of those songs and none of them to them were marketable. And so, you know, I I just kind of took those songs and I hid them and I put them away because technically like, you know, when I demo things, when we were under contract, they're their songs in a way, even though they're my songs. But as long as we don't record them, they're fine. Plus, they didn't want them <laughs> anyway. Huh. So I wasn't too worried about them. But I kind of stowed them away. And I thought, you know, I'm going to save these because this is kind of a feeling that I want to convey with falling up. But this record isn't going to work with that. So I switched gears and I wrote different songs um, for Captiva. And, you know, we worked out a medium with them. 
But then I always thought that I was going to go back and take that group of songs and make them into an album. Uh, but I, I never did. Like Fangs was an entirely different thing. And, um, and then, you know, when we became independent, it was just kind of the years built on. And before I knew it, those songs were sort of lost and forgotten. And so with this new album, it was like most of those ideas became the final tracks uh, on our last album. So I, I felt like it was the sound that I really wanted to do, but it was like I was waiting, you know, I just was waiting for the right time. And I felt like the last album would have to be the right time because I wouldn't be able to do it after that. Well, you were talking about when you were on BEC and then going independent. Mm-hmm. So was it really more the creativity issue that was the reason for leaving and becoming independent? It was, you know, um, actually, I'll give you a little bit of a, um, exclusive information I haven't uh, shared with really anybody at this point, but, um, I'm working on a book and, um, it's going to kind of be in just sort of my story and my journey with falling up. Um, hopefully I'll be releasing it this next year. Um, but part of it is in the book that I'm going to be talking about is sort of the, um, feeling that I had with the label when it came to why they signed us in the first place and how we ended up where we ended up because I don't think that it was just simply a creative issue. I think that it was the root of it was that we weren't signed as a band to be where we ended up. Like they didn't see that potential in me as a writer. They just saw they actually, when we first got signed, they didn't really see anything except for we were like the best out of a bunch of really crappy bands. So we weren't like, <laughs> oh, what a way we to put it. <laughs> yeah, we weren't really that great. We were just like better than the average local band. And the label was switching over from, um, you know, having a bunch of bands that just weren't touring to they were only wanting to sign bands that were like ready to go and ready to tour. So combination of us being the best out of a bunch of local bands and then um us wanting to tour like being motivated and saying yeah we'll we'll do whatever like we'll tour for as long as you want us to and so we got signed and then that first record the energy on it i think was what caught people's attention because it was like we were young we were eager and i mean we were the hardest touring band on the label we toured essentially for a year straight with uh our booking agency they were like blown away by how much we were just like yeah we'll play whatever any show we'll play it and we were just like so eager and then you can feel that on the album that i think that that's where the initial success came from you know but me as a songwriter and create creatively i wasn't quite where i wanted to be and i was growing so over the course of years i grew into the skin that i'm in now and even though i'm still evolving and still growing and stuff um but I think that where, you know, around things where I was and where they could tell I was going was something that they realized they didn't sign. You know, they they signed the band back then that was just eager to tour and was doing what we were doing back then. But they didn't sign a bunch of developing artists, you know. When the book, you know, I'm going to kind of get into among the story, other things of just why I think you know, a lot of bands are in the position that we are in because the label signed them for different reasons than what they believe that they got signed for. So that's really what I feel it came down to and less of just the fact that I was trying to be very creative and they were stifling that because I think that they were always wanting something creative, just 
something that works within the creative realm that they felt was, you know, the market that worked. From the box that they were trying to put you into. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it does boil down to like, here's this box and we're going to fit you in. Um, It makes sense logistically and business, you know, it's like, that makes sense to me. I don't, I'm not mad at them for that because it's like they found a product that worked and then one of their, you know, employees was just like fighting the product. (laughs) And it's like, I I guess it makes sense. Um, But if you sign a band, if we were signed by a different label and they saw whatever weird potential I was becoming and they were interested in nurturing that, then I think we would have been in a better spot with a label, you know? Okay. So then you went independent Falling Up jumped into the crowdfunding for your albums. I mean, really before it was commonplace. Mm-hmm. And I guess you yeah. continue to do that now, even with your final album. Mm-hmm. So that's worked out well for you. Yeah, it has. It's an interesting... Crowdfunding is is really hard. I think a lot of bands get into it thinking, oh, it's just like a budget and it's there and you know it's for free but it's like it's not for free it's a it's a bank you know the fans are the bank and they're loaning us money and it it essentially is you have to consider it being all your sales like we still sell records after the kickstarter but i don't consider those albums that we're selling after the kickstarter i only consider that the amount that we raise on kickstarter that's all that we're going to get for anything so this is what we have to do to make this project work. And a lot of bands don't go into it looking at it that way. They look at it like, well, you know, we'll figure that stuff out later. We'll figure out shipping later. We'll figure out, you know, printing physicals later. That's like, you got to have all your numbers right because if you don't, it's going to catch you and then you're not going to be able to provide what you promised, you know. So the first Kickstarter we did was luckily for us, we set it very low. And so it was a low enough amount to where we we put in a lot of our own money to make the record and to finish up stuff. Um, and so because of that, the pressure wasn't as bad because at the end of the day, when I realized, oh, crap, I can't ship stuff right now because we don't have any money left. <laughs> it wasn't that bad because it wasn't that many, you know. Um, but had that same scenario happen with this record, I would be like, oh, no, <laughs> what am I going to do? Um, you have to treat it like a business model and management and bands are the least qualified people to do that. (laughs) And so I like, you have to constantly switch your mind from doing the record to doing the business. And I think that that's the only downfall with crowdfunding is that um, if you don't want to have to worry about business stuff and you just want to focus on creating, um, then you should find a label or find another source of, you know, income to record. But it has worked out for us. It's it's not easy. And I think that, that that's a very important thing for other bands to know is that, you know, you can't look at Kickstarter and Indiegogo and all that stuff as like, oh, this is easy and this is awesome. We just get money. It's like, no, it, it's probably harder than just being on a label and, you know, doing that. So, Well, and of course, since so many artists overcommit, yeah, yeah. You know, they've just said, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And then all of a sudden they realize it's like, hey, this is a big thing to manage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, here, to go for a complete change of topic, because we've got to talk about your music. Your albums are really interesting because so many of them carry a theme or a concept. Mm-hmm. But how do you find that in the writing process? I mean, isn't that a hindrance? Um, You know, it 
sometimes when I start trying to write to a story, it, it, like it ended up being a hindrance at the beginning of um, Fangs, at the beginning of um, Your Sparkling Death, and then this album, because I felt like I wanted to have this like consistent story within it. But the more that I realized that like, I think people try to force a concept album or even a story within an album into um, it has to be a perfect story. And then you can just, you know, feed off of that and write music to it. But you're not writing a musical, you're, you're writing an album. And that's a journey in itself, because every time I pick up bands, albums, regardless of how they write it or what their intentions are, I listen to it as a journey. I start from the beginning and, and then I end it. And sometimes it's like, well, if it doesn't um, follow any kind of, uh, that I can tell, fluid theme, that's fine, but I sort of have my own feelings that I get from it and kind of journey that I get from this album. Because um, I, I never listen to records, just one song here, one song there. I listen to them from front to back, or I don't listen to them because I like the experience of it. And so that's kind of how I had to look at when we went in to do these projects was put away that story and that idea and save it for a book or save it for a short story or whatever and try and achieve something that pulls from just a, a general concept and a general idea. And then from there, the story is pieced together. So I think Stephen King has this quote where he talks about that there's a pool that we all go down to and cast our nets in. So it's like, that's kind of what my feeling was is like, I, I had this pool of just a feeling and, and a concept and an idea but it's, it was just like big and vast and it's got a lot in it, a lot of fish in there. But I just kind of cast my nets whenever I write a song and pull up a couple of pieces. And then before I know it, it's like I've got quite a bit of fish from this lake and it works as a story. So, um, But nothing ever is fluid, you know, because I, I don't want it to be like reading a book. I want it to be like listening to an album and you listen differently than you read. And I just felt like a story works differently when you're trying to do it musically than with words. Well, talking about mysteries, sometimes lyrically, you're a mystery. <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, very cryptic, very cloaked. So why not be obvious and just lay it all out for people? You know, I I have a lot of um, songs, and even some of them that I ended up changing the lyrics to, um, that were really honest with things. I mean, I think that there's two versions of that. There's like the honest song that's just about something that I've been through or something that I feel strongly about or whatever. So I tell people, oh, this and this is this relationship that failed and that this is what the song's about. You know, there's that side of things which I never infused into falling up like that directly because I felt like I sort of missed that boat at the beginning. And I realized that we weren't telling stories like that um, and I wasn't being like transparent to that degree. So, but then there's the idea of, okay, well, here's the story directly. Like, you know, this character does this and this person goes to this place or whatever. Um, but even that, like I said, I, I felt like it, it was less of lyrically for me to try and tell a story. I feel hindered with that versus like a poem where you are able to just say lines and they imply things, but you don't really know directly what they imply. So both of those ideas and ways of writing music, you know, the completely emotional experience way, and then the, this is the story way. I feel like I wanted to just stay right in the middle of it where 
you can feel emotions from having experience in life and things that happen to me, but then you can also feel this sort of just otherworldly, you know, imaginative land that kind of blends in with it. And it really is just the fiction of our lives and, and how that kind of blends together. But lyrically, the only way to achieve that is to never be consistent with things. And I couldn't say direct things, but then I couldn't also say too indirective things because mm. I felt like I would be teetering on one side or the other. And so that's where a lot of times I I would just blend things together. Um, I felt like making up words, but also making up ways of saying things kind of achieved that feeling because I like to take a sentence that is said in a normal way and then you just switch around some of the words. So it's still the same sentence, but you're not saying it in a clear way. And it, it's almost like you, you never really quite learned grammar correctly or, you know, it, and, and I like that. And I've, I've gone as far as like putting spelling errors in our songs. I mean, things that album is chock full of spelling errors and I get it on the lyrics. Like, you know, I look through it and it makes me cringe when I'm reading them. I'm like, oh, wait, that's right. I did that on purpose. I get people that like will comment and they say, man, I don't know what is up, but like Fangs has a lot of mistakes in it. <laughs> it's so awesome because I love that idea of it because, you know, it, it's also with luckily with just the way things are now between, you know, Facebook and Twitter people are like very more aware of grammar. And I think it's simply because of spell check, but um, it's kind of a thing on the internet now to like point out grammar and punctuation and spelling and this and that. And so it seems like people are just like on that record, like, dude, there are so many like mistakes in this. And it's like, I, I get a kick out of it. Cause it's like, yeah, that's awesome. I, I love that feeling of people not knowing if like we even speak English and we just kind of learned like a weird version of English and then wrote songs, you know, I mean, it truly like Phoenix, the band Phoenix is like that, which I love about them. Like they don't really speak English that thoroughly. And so they, their songs, although they're in English are kind of weird and it makes it great, you know? So you're trying to say that you have succeeded at your English as a second language class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's essentially what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Got to talk about the new self-titled final album for Falling Up. That's the prettiest and smoothest sounding album you guys have ever done. Oh, thank you. Once again, so your intentions aren't all that clear, but did you have a certain aim for this final album? I think the aim was to not be clear about it. You know, we, we had talked um, as a band and, and the guys were asking me, you know, if this was going to be the last album where we just are able to say, you know, whatever we're feeling honestly, truthfully, or was it going to be an album about our journey as a band, you know, like kind of hidden in context of, you know, what we went through and, you know, the, the just negatives and positives of, of our journey. But I, I really felt after I sat down and thought about it for a while that like, I wanted to leave our fans with something that doesn't end. Like it, our journey has always been the next step and it's always evolved. And so I wanted this album to feel like it didn't quite end and it just sort of like went out into space and it has this world that you can kind of pick things from, but nothing was, nothing was like you could put your finger on with this record. 
and so that's the only like goal that I had when I went into to doing it was like as long as I'm not doing anything that's direct and nothing purposeful, you know, there is a story in it and it's a pretty cool one, but I just can't bring myself to tell people what it is because I feel like it's like a funnel, you know, it's like, I just can't like cap that. I, I just, I like this kind of infinite funnel that just is going to keep happening with this album and then drawing in our other albums to it. And people can listen to, you know, for a long time instead of just being like, Oh yeah, this album's about this. You know, it's like, I just felt like I wanted to not end the band by ending it. <laughs> well, and not ending. I was wondering at points listening to falling up, if it was ever going to end, it's a yeah, crazy yeah. long album. I yeah. mean, over an hour long. And many of the songs are in the five to seven minute range. Yep. Yeah. I had to kind of go, um, kind of wheel back myself at a certain point. Cause I always would get into this with albums and you can tell on our EPs like Houseful of Caverns. Um, and like even the Christmas, that was supposed to be an EP, but I just kept going on it and I, I just felt like, oh, I'll do something else and something else. And <laughs> once I'm in that mode, I just keep adding. And that's not always a good thing. I feel like for the most part, I've been able to stop myself in time before it just gets out of control. But with this album, I didn't get to do any of that because I had already written a lot of songs. There was actually 14 that I had written and then... Um, we were talking about, okay, well, let's try and whittle it down. But as we whittled it down and Josh, who mixed the album, was starting to mix it, um, I was like, okay, there's also going to be transitions and I'm going to mess with those other two songs and just see if we can turn them into transitions. I had like six or seven transitions on my computer that I was like working on. And then I realized, I was like, this isn't going to fit on a single disc. And it's just going to be way too long, like way too much. And so we just had to stop it. And I was like, let's just keep the 12 songs. So it's going to be even longer, <laughs> which is crazy. Well, okay. Do you feel that the self-titled has really summed up the art of falling up? I do. I mean, I don't think that that could ever be fully accomplished you know and i think that that's sort of what kept us from getting this album done um earlier in the year simply because i think that i was looking at it like a conclusion and and try to wrap everything up and just show like all that we could do because i was even thinking oh maybe i could go back and like put in some things with the very first songs we did or like you know put in something with bittersweet like how i how i could turn that into like an ending and, and it was like that was too big of a thing that really, you know, we didn't set out with that in mind. So why would I pretend like that was something that, you know, I started like, you know, the, the idea of, okay, back in, you know, 2003, when we released crashings was like, I wasn't thinking about like 10 or 12 years from now, I'm going to like end it the way that I started it. Like I didn't think that. So I just felt like that's too big of a thing to try and do. And so in a way, I don't feel like this album really like is the conclusive thing that is appropriate for our band. I just think that that was an impossible thing to try and achieve, you know? Then what do you feel that Falling Up didn't achieve or didn't have a chance to create during your time together? I think that we 
we never really had a chance to um, to find our source as a band. You know, it, it's kind of hard to explain, but like when I write, I write very like isolated and I can only do it by myself. And the other guys in the band just sort of learned it the way, you know, as it continued and they didn't like it at first, you know, and some of the people in the band left because of the way that it, we worked as a band where I just couldn't write as a band. They wanted to be in that garage group that like, you know, jammed and everything and came up with these cool songs together. But, you know, I, I couldn't do that. And so I would come to them with songs and then, you know, they would either veto them and say, well, you know, we don't think this song can make the cut or they're like stoked on it. And then we all just start working on it together, you know. Um, But I felt like I never really had the chance to have that supported with an entire group Um, because Josh and Jeremy, you know, they're the only original ones along with myself. And they're, you know, the bass player and the drummer, but as far as like having somebody else who's like um, a singer songwriter like Joe was, or, um, you know, somebody who was really all about writing just guitar riffs like Tom was, um, you know, having a group like that to be able to tackle our music in the songs that I wrote, I felt like it could have been different. I felt like we could have had a, a little bit broader of an approach and stuff. Um, but because those members got caught up on, you know, other things in the band and problems and drama and stuff like that. And then they were out before we really had a chance to do that. And as a writer, I never felt challenged, um, because I didn't have like a songwriting partner in the band that could, you know, critique stuff that I was doing and whatnot. In no way is it like insulting to Josh and Jeremy because they know, and that's what has kept them being such great friends and like bandmates through the years is they know where their place is, you know? And and so they stuck with it and they worked hard and they've supported me. Um, But as far as having somebody who has the potential to write songs along with me and stuff, um, you know, we never really had that in the band. So I feel like we kind of missed out on that. Now that's kind of a long answer for that, but you know, I felt like we could have had a little bit more variety with everything in the band had we kind of had this chance to, to have somebody else in the band that was also a writer, you know? I'm sure you guys aren't going to just drop out of the music scene. So what plans do the band members have? Um, Well, as of now, like, I think I'm the only one that's probably going to continue music. Um, to like, I guess, professional degree and more of a full-time degree. Josh and Jeremy both are very involved in computer programming and they have um, great jobs right now that allow them to do that. And so this band has never been a source of income for us. So we've had to really um, adjust our lives to keeping this band going at, at the same time, um, being able to you know provide for our families and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, they got in that pocket and it works for them. And so... I don't think that a musical project with them is really going to work out in the future simply because it would just be kind of the same thing that falling up was at the end where, you know, I was writing songs, I'd send it to them and then, um, and we just kind of record them in separate pieces on our own and then compile them together or whatnot. And I just would feel like it was just falling up again, you know? Um, And so as far as that goes, you know, there won't be any other bands or anything like that. Um, 
but I mean, I'm continuing off on my own. And I think that what I had said before is that what I wished with falling up that I had, you know, another writer, at least one other person to kind of bounce off with. That's what I'm going to be involved in um, soon is a group that I'm not the main writer, but I'm one of the writers, you know, and um, being able to sing the songs that I write, but then support the songs that somebody else writes. And, and I think that I've always loved that dynamic. And, and so that's kind of where I'm heading um, as far as, you know, musical wise and band wise. So. Well, I'll certainly be interested in hearing that for sure. Yeah. It's, it's kind of just starting out and stuff. And um, I I have a bunch of things that I wanted to do that this band was kind of um, keeping me from doing as far as just time wise goes um, you know, the books among those things. And then, um, also just some other musical projects, but as far as band goes, you know, I I don't feel like I could never not be in a band, you know, like I I still want to be in a group. Um, but I I just think it's going to take, you know, a little bit of time and stuff getting to the point where, you know, it, it feels a little bit more successful and stuff. So. Well, Jesse, for falling up, this is it. Yeah. Do you have any last words you want to give? (laughs) <laughs> oh man uh, like, I don't know that's too much pressure um, you know something profound something profound <laughs> um, oh man I don't know I don't really have too many profound things that I could talk about other than um, I always felt with our band and just the way that we have presented ourselves and strived was like we never we never stopped growing and questioning and trying to do something new and I think that whatever you're doing like if you're an entrepreneur or not or if you um, you know have any kind of creative ideas or things that you do creatively I think that what you have to ask yourself is are you taking a chance are you risking um, you know are you staying up at night and wondering if what you are doing is worth it or if it's going to be received the way that you hope it will be received. Um, I think that if you're doing something creative that doesn't have this unsafe feeling to it, um, then it's not really that creative because you have to always come from a place of insecurity to really achieve something that is creative and makes you wonder and makes you think, you know? Um, And so there's that, you know, like, and it's not even about like insecurity as far as money goes, like, you know, you'd be here at these bands that didn't have money and then, you know, they went platinum or whatever, and then their next record isn't as good. But it's like, it's not about money. It's just about how are you feeling? Are are you comfortable with the shoes that you're in? Um, Because I don't think that that ever changes. I think that you have to always feel unsafe and stuff. But also, maybe just on a shorter note, I just challenge people to never stop imagining and never stop having wonder for the things around you. Um, Because that, to me, is like the thing that has driven the band the most is just those questions and that mystery and that wonder of things that aren't boring and things that aren't plain and things that aren't like set in stone. And it's just the idea of being able to open up your mind and just, you know, have create a world that is engaging and, and, and interesting. And um, I just think that imagination is one of the things that brings us closest to God because he is a creator and he has created creators, you know? So I feel like we kind of have that in common with him when we do it. 
Jesse, thanks a lot for this. This has been really cool. And uh, best of luck with the final album. Thank you so much. And thanks for, thanks for having me on.